Hey, podcast listeners, hope you guys are enjoying season three so far. We really need your help over at Tortuga Marketing. It would make a huge difference and it'd be a huge favor for us if you guys could rate the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. It really does make a difference. Today's episode is going to be about monetization on Instagram for creators, brands, and businesses through IGTV ads, as well as when content marketing is not the right move. I do want to apologize in advance. My microphone was a little messed up on this episode, so my audio is just slightly blown out. I hope it doesn't affect you guys too bad. Stay tuned and enjoy the podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Shell, Season 2, Episode 3. This is a show, a safe haven for marketing savants to get together and discuss all the latest content marketing trends, tips, tricks, all of that good stuff here in this wonderful podcast. I'm your host, Spencer Ryan, Creative Director of Tortuga Marketing, and I'm joined by my co-host, Luis Suarez, CEO of Tortuga Marketing. Luis, how are you doing today? Good, man. I'm excited. I'm excited to do this again. And today, our, um, actually, as we're recording this right now, our first episode went live this morning. So that was also very exciting. Yes. Yes, it was. Lewis, I'm noticing something in your background, man. For, for our podcast listeners that can't see. Um, this way. Yeah. What, what's going on back there? So this is the uh, Zoom. Zoom has this really cool thing where it'll replace your background with a picture. And as soon as the, the, the whole uh, coronavirus quarantine started this year, Baldwin and um, an agency here in the Triangle uh, was super innovative. And the first thing they jumped on was creating uh, Zoom, custom Zoom backgrounds for everybody to use. So Basically, it's like I'm at the Baldwin and office right now and not in my spare bedroom at home. That's that is so cool. That is so I mean, we've been there, you know, me and you (laughs) and seeing it, it it almost is convincing. Like I, I almost believed it for a second. (laughs) <laughs> yeah if you're That's just awesome. looking at a glance especially when there's a bunch of people in a room the um the video actually uh it's a lot smaller right so it's a little tiny portion of it instead of being a full screen so you can't even really tell That's crazy I you know thinking about that that was ingenious oh, That was, was ingenious. super smart yeah Props a bunch go of out to Baldwin. Too. Oh 100% really? Kudos, props, and if you guys don't already follow them on social media, you should. They're um, they're they're doing they're doing amazing things. They really are, and you know what? This is this is fantastic. This gets rid of all of that need for any of us to have like fancy, uh, like co working office vibes. We can we can just take pictures and use them as Zoom backgrounds, and we're good. There we go. Yeah, I told Spencer I like it because I don't have to I don't have to clean up behind me before every meeting. <laughs> <laughs> that's still wrong that's still wrong how was imagine, your weekend man? imagine imagine the thing just not working and the cutting out this background and everybody can see <laughs> I, it wouldn't be surprising it throws you back to like those old uh what was the photo booth photo booth app in max when you know like you would go to the max store and you'd play around with the photo booth app and you could be in the roller coaster or mm. at the eiffel tower no um, i must have missed this I, I no, it, it was all the craze, man. All of the kids from school would go to the Apple store and we'd just play with the photo booth app and you could put yourself really? on a roller coaster or, you know, whatever. It reminds me of that. That's so cool. No, I don't remember that at all. <laughs> oh, Luis. So what For are those you guys going on, Spencer? Um, I forgot I interrupted you. 
No, I was I was gonna say for those of you guys that don't know, Lewis's team Android team Windows. Um, oh yeah, one hundred percent. So feel free to just like go ahead and give you know him all the stuff in the comments. Whoa, look at that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know. I don't think I would ever switch. Um, nothing, you know. I will say though, over time, Spencer has educated me a lot more on on Apple and Mac, and there are some things that I am extremely jealous of. Um, but I just, I don't think I could ever switch. They're coming around though. Android now has the, uh, what is it? The kind of like the web messaging with, you can see people typing and stuff. Yep. Yep. You can see if they read your message, you can react to them too. And windows is, is connecting more and more with phones now. So you can answer your text messages and all that good stuff. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. I mean, I'm saying this as I'm sitting at a windows PC, so whatever. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but uh yeah man how was your weekend it was good it was good now i remember when we agreed to start recording these we picked monday strategically so that we had a lot to talk about we did uh from the previous past couple of days and, and i i think that was smart um uh this weekend has been very busy um we i mean pretty much starting friday i have you know whether it's working at tortuga or just doing other business stuff but um, I haven't had any downtime at all since Wednesday. Uh-oh. And I'm really looking forward to just some, hopefully later this week, some some downtime. Um, but we it was Father's Day this weekend. So we did we did a big cookout on Saturday. Um, I you know, was working with a friend doing some DIY woodworking stuff um, as well as as helping helping my dad get some trees down. It's, it's been busy. <laughs> What about you, Spencer? Yeah. Um, personally, it has been. I mean, if I don't remember what I did this weekend, is that a good thing or a bad thing? <laughs> Sometimes that's a good thing. How much alcohol was involved? Very little. No, then, no, yeah, nothing to do with that. <laughs> no. Um oh, man, I can't I can't put a pin on it. I mean, I did I did a lot of work. I did some work. I'm not going to say a lot. I did some work this weekend, got some things done for some other ventures. Um, but I do feel like I got to walk away and uh, just kind of separate myself. So I guess we're a little different in that aspect. I got I got some gaming in, you know, did some, did nice. some hobby things. Yeah. Did you see that uh, Instagram has enabled monetization on IGTV? They're allowing some creators to do it. I saw, but how, but how does it work? Do you so, do you know a little bit more about it? My understanding is that now anyone who uploads to IGTV can now monetize through ads. So Instagram is now going to start throwing ads. Much from from my understanding, don't quote me on this, but it's much like YouTube's uh, AdSense or was it ad AdSense? Yeah, I think it's AdSense. Yeah, um, it's much like that. So you'll be able to monetize through ads on IGTV. Interesting. Yeah, and I, I think I think it has potential. I mean, I think from the beginning, IGTV had potential. What I can't quite fully understand in terms of IGTV is so you have you have coming from a content creator, you have platforms like TikTok, right? That take full advantage of vertical video. It's 60 seconds. You've got platforms like Snapchat that do the same thing. You've got Instagram stories, 15 seconds, right? I can't fully commit to long form vertical video. 
yet. I'm not. I think I feel the same way as a consumer. I don't. I don't. Unless I absolutely have to, I don't usually watch a lot of IGTV. Um, Then if I do, I try to skim through it. I I think sixty seconds is the key. Yeah. For me personally, that you know, uh, watching vertical video, sixty seconds is my limit. Yep. I like it when like creators will be like, turn your phone and then I can watch a video that way. What's annoying is when the platform is not enabled to do it that way. So for example, IGTV has always been built on vertical video and creators will try and get around it. Be like, turn your phone, you turn your phone and IGTV still vertical mode. And yeah, you know, the comments stuff are is side, on the side and comments are sideways. Yeah. Yeah, and there's there's a couple of apps out there that do it differently. I think Firework is one of them, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's called Firework, but I like theirs because it starts vertical. It's actually built into the app. So the app allows you to, yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's called Firework. The app pretty much allows you to watch a video in vertical mode and it automatically scales it. And then as you rotate your phone, it starts to rotate with you and then becomes full on horizontal oh you i think you showed me this didn't you show me this in person once i did i did and i think that i think that has a lot of potential and i think if igtv can adopt the same concept they may be able to have a fighting chance against platforms like youtube um youtube has a very strong base and for someone who watches youtube on tv because i I actually load the youtube app on my tv as well it's it's a tough app to to compete with but I mean, I don't know. Now that they're adding monetization, the thing that people don't like about YouTube right now, creators, businesses, all of it, they're having a hard time monetizing because YouTube has kind of really been pro, um, like pro ad, not pro creator. And so I think Facebook's going to try and capitalize on that and allow creators to make money. So, you know, it, Interesting. It, it's a matter of time. Let's see what happens, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely my headset curious to literally see. just died. Oh no! So, you so can't I can't hear, hear anything. This is not good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, stay tuned, guys. Stay grab tuned some for some technical difficulties. I'll be right back. <laughs> so I was just getting ready to ask Spencer. Um, I wonder what uh, I'm. I'm always curious to know what the social media space is going to do over the next couple of years um, because the whole Instagram problem with ig stories only being vertical you know i feel like that's temporary that's that's probably they're gonna get fixed or or you know people are gonna catch up and start to do things differently um but i'm definitely very curious to see what the overall like where are we going to be in two years you know is it going to be still the same primary social media titans or is tiktok the beginning of a new generation of social media platforms are you back yet i am I was thinking out loud to myself and to whoever's listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah can hear I apologize for that. I didn't anticipate that. I thought I had a lot more battery than that. I guess not. Um, Does yours give you a battery warning? Mine just goes beep, beep, it, beep, beep. And then the frequency of the beep, beep starts to increase. It's supposed to give me a battery warning. It didn't. And then it's died. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That was weird. But back to my original point, um, I don't know where I left off, but I think, you know, being able to focus on creators and businesses, being able to monetize is going to be a strong move for Instagram. We'll see what happens because right now the power really is in the hands of the creators. If creators say, I don't want to be on YouTube anymore. I'm just going to go to TikTok. They'll do it. And that happened with Vine. You know, like 
when Vine shut down, essentially, like they they just bounced. So it's only a matter of time before creators are like, eh, I'm, nothing's in it for me anymore here. I'm just going to go somewhere else, which right, is an interesting yeah. shift. Um, yeah, and that's what I was talking about too. So, I mean, creators you know, people are going to follow where the creators go. Right. Mm-hmm. But to, to, to some extent. So I was wondering if like, how long is Instagram and Facebook and LinkedIn? Like how long are they going to be the biggest? And is that going to always, is that just always going to be the case? And then whatever new platform comes up, are they just going to be swallowed by those Titans? Or do you think TikTok is going to be the beginning of sort of like a new era of channels that are focused on short form, small attention span kind of content. Um, I mean, well, let's think about this for a second. In, in a grand sense, we've always, as humans, we've always consumed long form content, right? Mm-hmm. Like we still watch Netflix. We still watch TV, you know, TV mm-hmm. shows, movies and such. Um, I, I, I don't think that that's going to go away per se. I think that, what we find with a lot of creators is interesting. They go where they can make money, right? So it's in a grand, like in the grand scheme of things, YouTubers in the beginning, there wasn't a lot of like, actually there was no monetization at all. People were making, you know, content just to make content. Now it's like, when you th- when you listen when you listen and pay attention to a lot of the creators out there, what are they saying? Like like, oh, I do this for a living, or I do this because it enables a better life, or you know, like little things like that. It's right. becoming a world where not so many creators are focused on being a creator just for the sake of it, and they want to make a living off of it because you know, like it. it it's a powerful right. thing. It, it enables them to do things that they've never been able to do before, and that's what's in it for them. So. I think whatever platform offers creators the most ability to monetize it's with that's where they're going to go. Yeah. It's especially if that platform offers them freedom. Hmm. That um, makes sense. But we'll see. I, I do actually think that we are starting to lean towards a world where it's not going to be possible for companies to go back on the influencer marketing creator type thing. Like you've got a lot of people out here that are influencers. You've got a lot of platforms out here that are monetizing for creators. I don't think we're ever going to go backwards or at least not now, not in the short term or in the near future. We're not going to go backwards. Now it is going to be, if I'm a creator, I need to make money. If I'm representing your brand, I need to make money, that kind of thing. Um, but we'll see. That, I mean, that makes sense. That makes sense, especially as this becomes more and more of an actual legitimate career choice, you know? Um, yes. When we were growing up, everybody was after the, the police officers, the firefighters, the, you know, all stuff like that. That's what you want to do when you grow up. It's simple. And now, you know, I have, a, I have a couple of nieces and nephews. And when I ask them what they want to do, you know, they're like, I want to make DIY videos. I want to be a streamer. Like, it's just a whole different world um, right. that, that has, has begun. Yes. And I think that that's where the power lies for companies like Facebook when they release these little, you know, perks like Instagram TV monetization. You're now attracting people because now you've got something that they can't get elsewhere. For example, if a, if a YouTuber is making $1,200 a year 
on ad spend or you know on, on their ad sense account and they go over to Instagram, they can make the same content, but Instagram will pay them $10,000 a year. Where do you think they're going to go? For sure. <laughs> they're going to follow the money. Yeah, exactly. 100%. And so I, I think that that's where the power lies for companies like Facebook. You know, Facebook's been a dying breed in terms of like user base. It's very great on the advertising front, but like creators don't really flock to Facebook that much. It's usually like Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Twitter. Um, and so Facebook having owned Instagram was a great power play, but now we're starting to see that kind of die out a little bit too. Creators are getting a little fed up with it. They're like, you know, I can't grow as quick or whatever. Is this the redemption move? Is this where Facebook will be like, we're going to pay you to create? And then all the creators like, okay, great. You know, I don't know. Interesting. Hmm. We'll see. I, I, this is definitely one of those moments that I'm going to look back on in 10 years and see, and see what it ended up looking like. Yeah. <laughs> because it's going to change a lot in just a couple of years. Like 10 Absolutely. years from now, it's going to look completely different. I think. I, I've always wondered what the lifespan of Facebook is going to be. You know, MySpace died rather quickly. Snapchat's struggling to stay alive. Twitter's had a, had a, pretty good life youtube's had a pretty good life um people are always saying like we're going to move on to the next platform but facebook's done a really good job of keeping their hands in everything as long as they possibly can if they yeah. see a platform that's up and coming that has the potential to wipe them out what do they do they they buy it they either buy it or they innovate you know to, to an extent and yeah the, facebook's gonna be tough to beat for a long time i think but i agree yes we'll have to see we will have to see. Do you remember, speaking of social media, so kind of making a shift from the creators a little bit, but still on social. Do you watch Black Mirror? Yes. Do you remember the one episode in Black Mirror? I believe, I Googled it earlier. I believe it was called Nosedive, where um, it was about, you know, it was, a, it was a story about what social media could look like, you know, where your social media is essentially almost like a public credit score. Yes, Yes, that's remember? that's the one where the whole like the girl's influencer life was like you would hold your phone and you'd be like you'd lose points if someone disliked you or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And you're like walking around. I think the whole story is like how she goes from a really high up person or not like I would say like above average. Like she cared. She cared enough to try to almost nothing in in just a handful of days. Yes. I remember that. And uh it it's crazy because the thing about Black Mirror to me is so much of their stories are based off of real life scenarios. Right. You know? Yeah. Well, I think they did it on purpose to just try to really get you thinking and wondering what if, or in, in an alternative universe, you know, this is what, this is what it could look like. <laughs> well, actually it's super interesting because this is hyper relevant. When you think about it, we are entering a period where on social media, you can get canceled in real life. Oh yeah, absolutely. For the things that you do. You know, we've seen countless numbers of, you know, countless brands get canceled for their statements lately. We've seen, you know, thousands of cases where people will just go and rip you on Yelp if you're not a good person. And that in, in essence is a very early stage of this, is it not? You know, like in an age where everyone relies on social media, 
And we go to Yelp to figure out whether or not we're going to go to this restaurant. And we watch people's vlogs to figure out whether or not we're going to do business with them. <laughs> like, that's that, you know? This is true. Yeah, this is true. To an extent, I mean, it is. We are kind of living that reality. Yeah, because what, what happened before, you know, there was so much that was concealed before social media. So much that, you know, they say word travels fast. And it did, but it, did, it definitely did not travel as fast as social media. Yeah, that's true. You could go from a perfectly reputable, well-known brand to completely tank in a day if you do if you do something wrong. Yeah, absolutely. And it's so like wildfire. it's interesting that you brought that episode up because in a very real sense, I mean, we are inching closer to that every day. Scary. Interesting times. And there's so many other, there's so many, I know we were talking about this earlier, um, but there's, there's so many other things too that, that the media has portrayed and talked about that, that are happening in our day-to-day lives now. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the Simpsons always, Simpsons always comes to mind. They always, they always make episodes related to things that are going to happen in the future and they always call it. <laughs> I, I actually saw, I saw a, um, I can't remember if it was a YouTube video or something else, but I remember seeing a video once about how they do it. And um, I don't know, like, don't fact check me. I don't <laughs> don't know how accurate this was. But in the video, the guy says that the team actually gets together and brainstorms. Like, if you really think about it, there are lots of Simpsons episodes, right? Oh, yeah. Um, there's, there's thousands and thousands and thousands. So they don't have to get it all right. Um, but what they do is they, they sit down and brainstorm, like, all the different possible scenarios that could happen. And then they try to squeeze as much of them into episodes at a time. And so we ignore the hundred times that they were wrong in an episode, but then they get one thing right. And we're like, Oh, the Simpsons nailed it. They knew that it was going to happen. <laughs> that is such uh, but a But really they were just, they were just, you know, shooting, spraying and uh, pray, praying and spraying and praying. Yeah. Yes. That's the terminology. Yeah. Hoping that's, something sticks. <laughs> that's crazy. I, n- I never thought about it like that either. I mean, I guess you wouldn't pay attention to the things that were wrong. You'd be like, oh, this is just a cartoon. And that right. one time it gets funny. it right. Wow. Whoa, the cartoon got it right. They predict the future. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Maybe they do. <laughs> time will tell. Time will tell. So Louis, social media and everything going on around the world is insane. It is. It is. And so with that said, like one of my, I saw your story last week uh, on Instagram stories and you know, it's no secret. Like we're a content marketing agency. This podcast is generally about content marketing and and other random tidbits, like, you know, using zoom backgrounds and stuff. But other than that, like one of the things that you mentioned on your story last week on Instagram stories and Facebook stories was when is not, the right reason or let me rephrase when is not a what is not a good reason to start content marketing and you touched on it a little bit but i I wanted i wanted to get your thoughts more on that because i think a lot of people may think that you know if content marketing doesn't lead to you know x number of sales or you know x number of growth and revenue over a certain period of time, they should focus on lower hanging fruit, right? And you touched on this a little bit, but is that all they should focus on? 
I mean, what what are your thoughts? How should they proceed if they know that long-term content marketing might be something they want to do? Um, yeah, good question. Good question. I, I always think of mark, uh, content marketing very similar to real estate. Real estate and uh, almost like personal finance, right? So I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, right now, there's a, there's a lot of business owners that do want to get into content marketing and they, 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 they want to start creating a brand. They want to start creating content and ranking for certain keywords and building an audience, all of that. But you know, that, that takes time. That takes time. And then because it takes time, they say, well, my business isn't quite there yet. So I'm going to hold off on, on doing content marketing. And instead I'm going to put my, all of my marketing dollars towards this direct mail campaign, because I know like if I spend a thousand dollars and I hit 2000 houses in the neighborhood, I know I'm going to get at least one sale. And then that one sale will become a customer and I'll make my money back. And so that's the logic, right? Whereas if you spend a thousand dollars towards content marketing, uh, one month, it's not necessarily going to get you anything because it's more of a long-term play. You got to keep doing it, keep doing it. And then eventually it's just like constant, you know, influx of, of inbound requests and people wanting to work with you because you're finding your stuff, but it's, it takes time. And one common mistake that people make is because I'm not really in a position to do content marketing now, I'm just not going to do it. And I'm going to wait until the timing is right. But you're never, the, the timing's never going to be right if you don't start. It's like, in order to get yourself out of living paycheck to paycheck, you have to force yourself to put $10 away every month or every week or $5 a day, whatever. But like, even though it seems impossible, you always find a way to make it, you know, like if you literally took five, $10 out of your savings, or I'm sorry, out of your bank account now and had to spend it on gas, you wouldn't miss it. You know, you'd figure it out. That's the whole premise around living paycheck to paycheck. And so in order to get out of that, you have to pull it aside, force yourself to do it, and then carry on until eventually you have enough in your savings account to where you can start investing. You don't have to live paycheck to paycheck. So it was a really complicated way of saying <laughs> it's, a, it. it's like planting a tree. Eventually, you do want to have a whole forest of trees. Um, but telling yourself that you don't have the means to do a full on content marketing campaign. And so that's why you're not even going to start is, is a bad move. Like you have to start, even if it's just a little start planting those seeds. Now keep doing what you're doing because you know, you do need sales, you do need leads. Um, but you got to start somewhere, you know, just make sure you have the right mindset in place. So where do you start? For a business um, that wants to just go ahead and jump in, because I think that's probably a common question, you know, like, oh, I'm, I'm a plumbing business. I know I should do content marketing, but not many people are going to want to hear about how I clean, you know, yeah. pipes. Maybe they so, do, but where do they start? If, I mean, if you're at the point where you don't, you haven't started, you haven't done anything and you, you won't want to, but you just literally have nowhere to go. I'm sure there's a dozen different things you could do. But the one thing I always tell people is to start, keep it simple, use your phone, pull out your phone and start creating content around what you do. You know, um, if you used an example of a plumber, um, start telling us about your process. Like, how do you prepare a sink to take all the stuff out from underneath it? Like, how do you get it, keep it from getting all over the cabinets? Um, you know, talk to us about some of the stories that you've, uh, had over the years of doing this, you know, you know, scary stories, things that went well, things that didn't go so well. 
um, you know, just take out your phone and start making videos and talking about your day to day. Um, you know, eventually you could build off of that, but that's, that's, that's like the one go-to piece of advice. I always tell smaller businesses that are trying to get into content marketing. Um, there are a dozen different ways to go about it. And they're, you know, I'm sure if you ask somebody else, they might give you different advice, but that's usually my go-to easiest thing you can do is pull out your phone once a day, make quick video and start there. I think, I think that's actually fantastic advice because a lot of people run these thoughts. We've talked about this a million times. A lot of people say, well, my day's boring. Document over create doesn't work. Like nobody's going to be interested. Document over create does not mean you have to, you know, set up a GoPro in the corner and record everything you do. It could also mean that as you, as something comes up along your day, like say in the case of a plumber, you know, a pipe's clogged and it's a very specific type of pipe and people don't generally know how to unclog it. That's your problem. Boom. Like it's there you now create around it, like document that. Right? I couldn't tell you how many times I hear people say, I, I don't know what to talk about. I don't know what to say. Like, I can't make video because I, I have nothing to say. Another way to think about it is if you had a helper, like if you had a guy who was interning or they're being your assistant, they're helping you for the day and they had to follow you around all day long. Would you really go about your entire day without saying a word? Like if you know they're following you to learn, no, I mean, you'd probably like point to a couple of things here and there and be like, hey, look, you see that dark spot right there around the faucet? That means X, Y, and Z, you know? And, and because of that, we're going to proceed with caution because we don't want this pipe to burst. Or I, I'm obviously just making stuff up as I go along right now. <laughs> All the plugins are going to be in the plumber. comments like, hey, this yeah. is wrong. <laughs> um, Create but, it, but document similar, it. Yeah, exactly. So sim similar to... Um, you know, if someone was following you along for the day, you just do the exact same thing, but do it with your phone. Pretend you're a customer and your followers, pretend they're with you that day and you're just talking through what you're doing. That's, that's fantastic because two things. So the first is if you are in business and you are, let's just say you're a service business, not a product, but a service. If you're in business as a service, that means someone is paying you because they have a problem. And if there's a problem, that means you can educate the, you know, on the solution, period. And then that leads me to my second point. Some people might be taken aback by that and be like, well, if I don't want to create content around my solution. Like I'm going to give away all my secrets. Nobody wants, like if they're watching you, they're looking for a plumber. You're going to have like 10% of the DIYers who are going to take your advice and go do it themselves and probably still mess it up. But on top of that, like they're not going to change their whole life to go be a plumber because you made a video about it. Like they're still going to hire you when I'm looking to do business with someone. I'm, I want to see what your process is. I want to know how you do it because I want to know if I could trust you, you know, or if and, you actually sound like, you know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. I'm not doing it so that I can go do it myself. Like I'm still, I'm still going to hire you. And so, another, and another thought too, like if they do try to do it themselves and they succeed, they, they were going to figure it out alone. They, they were going to figure it out anyways. I think that's what's really important. So if you're worried about people seeing your stuff and getting your free knowledge and then running with it, 
if you don't provide it, someone else will at the Absolutely. very least be the one that did it so that they remember you and they can recommend you to others. Yeah, they can, they can recommend you to others. They can hire you when a more complex problem comes up. There's a lot of benefits to doing stuff like that. And there's no, there's no need to be scared because you do have something to tell. Like you do have things to talk about. That's why people hire you. And then on top of that, no one's going to steal your ideas. I, there's a phrase out there. I don't remember what it is, but it's something like you can literally tell. I don't know what the phrase is, but like it has something to do with you could tell people everything and they still wouldn't do it. Um, I'm sure if like Mark Zuckerberg told the idea of Facebook to the whole world, like probably 1% of the population would actually act on it. I tried to Google it and I couldn't find it. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what the phrase is, but I know it goes something it like that. So, I mean, I mean, how many times have you heard a friend say like, Oh, you know, the, you know, you know, the iPhone. Yeah. I invented that. Like I thought of that before it happened. <laughs> so Changes true. Are, a lot of ideas that are out there now you've probably thought of, you know, but did we do it? Absolutely no. <laughs> not. That's, that's what separates the, the few from the, that's from right. the proud. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. But yeah, I see this. I see this all the time. I'm glad you brought it up. Um, I see, I actually just this morning, a close friend of mine, um, you know, posted to a group that I'm in um, about wanting to get into content marketing and SEO. And I think it was inspired. I, th- I don't know if she'll, she'll listen to this, to this uh, when it comes out, but I think she said that the post was inspired from a Gary Vee video. Um, because he was talking about, you know, the importance of building a brand and building, creating content around your brand, and everything, as opposed to lead generation. And the comments just got, I wouldn't say heated up, but there was a lot of people that were very, you know, opinionated on one end versus the other. Um, I think at the end of the day, though, the message wasn't legion sucks, you know? <laughs> and that's how, you know, I think when so many people right now, especially they hear things, I feel like, I feel like everybody has selective hearing on <laughs> like somehow the world just accidentally went into settings and then turned on selective hearing for everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, because people, people see a statement and it's like, they just ignore the statement as a whole. And they're like, Legion is bad. Wait a minute. And then they jump into the comments and like, Legion is, is, you know, you need Lee is your business needs to survive. Nobody's saying that's not important. Um, and I'm bringing her up because this is, I think the same problem that a lot of people deal with. They feel like it's gotta be one or the other, you know, either you're ready for content marketing or you should still be doing Legion or it depends on the business. Like honestly, at the end of the day, content marketing is one of those evergreen organic ways of obtaining customers that, you know, even if you're just putting 10% of your efforts and dollars to there, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. That, nothing that, to lose. That's really it. Um, if you look at all of the people that have grown, you know, people that a lot, like a lot of individuals look up to, for example, Peter McKinnon, um, even like think this comes to mind, the DIYers on YouTube, the people that, uh, you know, either teach you how to make a chair out of tree stumps or they teach you how to like, you know, fix your pipes. I don't know. Um, on my YouTube channel lately, (laughs) Jerry rig, everything like all of these people that started because they had nothing to lose. Most of them, well, Peter McKinnon doesn't count, but most of them started as like, I'm just going to do this because I can. 
and I have nothing to lose. And then they, they made a business out of it. Now imagine you have a business already and you start doing it because you have nothing to lose. Like mm-hmm. tenfold, you already have structure. You already have systems in place. You already have a revenue machine. Now you're adding the benefit of providing value to millions of people around the world. And you've just multiplied your business in, you know, just because you had nothing to lose. And I think that's super powerful. People don't, people don't really look at it that way. They, it's always black or white. Is it going to make me money or not? You know, is it going to make me money or not? If it's not going to make me money, then I shouldn't focus on it. And content marketing is one of those things that can make you money just super long term. And you just have to think about how to, or, or not even long-term, like I don't want to scare people away. You could make something today that would go viral. And so, you know, it's, it's a lot like, it's a lot like marketing, you know, back in the day, people paid thousands of dollars to be on a billboard that they hoped people paid attention to. Well, now you could pay less than, you know, a hundred dollars to produce a video that you know people will watch. So technology has changed so much. Absolutely. It really has. And I love it. I love it every day. I love tech. Oh, we know you do. (laughs) Guys can send tech to uh, Tortuga marketing 805. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Anything you want reviews on send, send it our way. I got you. I got you. Well, thanks for being on today, Lewis. I think this was a, a good, I think this is a good stopping point. Um, yeah, I'm fine with that. I can get back to, get back any, to doing, doing the do. Yeah. If anybody has any questions, comments, concerns, please hit us up on social media at Tortuga Marketing. Make sure you give this podcast a rating if you enjoyed it. Be honest, but five stars are definitely preferred. <laughs> Shout out to Baldwin Ann for the amazing background on Lewis's uh, Zoom window. thanks so much Lewis thanks for your time thanks for everybody for listening and we'll catch you guys on the next episode bye guys